Why are so many black people disinterested in taking the COVID-19 vaccine? It's because America has a big, big problem with medical racism. Black people aren't usually known for being anti-vaccine, but a lot of us are anti-taking the vaccine first because there is a long history of doctors experimenting on black people to figure out ways to help white people. For example, Many of the practices in modern-day gynecology come from experimenting on slaves. The gynecologist is not fun in 2021, so you know the very first speculum was bad. Hey, guys. Welcome to yet another episode of Period Sis. I'm your host, Mandy B., and I am so excited because today... We are joined by a, I would say a good friend of mine. She is the host, one half of the Good Moms, Bad Choices podcast. And why I'm so excited to have this conversation with her today is simply because it is a continuation of a former conversation that was had on my other podcast, Horrible Decisions. Um, but it is, I would say, a year later, a year in a panorama in a year where we are now being introduced to the conversations of vaccines. So my good friend, Mila, today we are going to have the conversations regarding vaccines and anti-vaxxers and whether you should or shouldn't and all the thoughts surrounding that. So guys, it's another tale of womanhood for women by women. Hi, Mila. Welcome to the show. How are you today? (laughs) Of course, you know, you know, I, and I'm not going to lie. We have, I feel like I've been trying to get you on the show for the last few months and then we end up partying and then we're like, oh, hey, we forgot. Oh, then no mic. Then, hey, no, no, no. Um, and I was actually nervous about asking you to have this conversation because the internet tried to destroy you the last time you publicly had this conversation. I know. You know what? Like, I waited months to look at y'all's YouTube. Like, I did not look for months to look at those comments. And finally I did. And I was like, oh, my. Okay, well. <laughs> but, you know, I'm, I'm actually excited. I have this conversation often. I don't, like, go seeking it out. But um, I f- stand firm in my beliefs. And, like, the internet bullies are not going to change that. So I welcome the conversation. And because it's, I mean, honestly, when we had that conversation uh, last year, I think it was as soon as it was about to explode. It was literally like maybe three weeks, I want to say, before shutdown on this coronavirus panorama like I said like this whole thing just fucking burst in front of us and then I think that that did revisit people to even attack the views during that episode because here we are in a pandemic with a virus that no one knows about and that that we can't there's no medicine for we know nothing about it and that it was just really bad timing but now uh there is a conversation amongst a lot of us regarding this vaccine. So let's start from the very beginning. Were you raised uh, holistically to where you you had natural remedies? Did your parents not want to uh, vaccinate you as a child? Where did these beliefs come from? Um, honestly, I was, I was vaccinated as a child. Um, also, I, I don't feel like my parents were, like our parents were given as much like, um, it weren't empowered as much to make their own decisions. You kind of like listen to the doctor and do what they say. Um, I grew up vegetarian, so I kind of feel like that kind of played a part in it. I'm just like natural. And I, I, but honestly, 
my ideas and beliefs are just my own and what sits well with me and when I had a kid what what made sense to me you know like sometimes something else makes sense to some someone else and it resonates with them and that's just what it is and like I have to go with my gut and my intuition so it, it doesn't necessarily have to do with anything like how I was how I was brought up it was just what sat with me and I, I had a best friend um, who was like, who's eight years older than me. She has three daughters. And so she was a mom way sooner. And like, so she had talked right. about, she, she gave birth naturally to all of her kids. She didn't vaccinate any of them. And when I met her and I, even the, her, the way she gave birth made sense to me. So when I did have Luna years later, that it already made sense to me, you know? So it, it wasn't, I wasn't persuaded by anyone. It was just like, when I met someone who had had a particular experience, that is what made sense to me. You know, like we have a baby, it comes straight from God through our vagina. And I'm pretty sure God sends the baby how it's supposed to come. He's not like, here you go. Now add three things and she'll be fine. You know, I just, I feel like sometimes, right. you know, I think sometimes we, we think we're God and that's just, that's, that's ridiculous. I, I, I felt strongly that as soon as she busted out of my pussy, everybody could <laughs> calm down about injecting her with things I didn't mix up myself in the kitchen. Like it just didn't make sense that a baby would come here straight from God and then I would need to hook it up with some extra stuff. <laughs> so you did have a, a natural birth. I guess then my question would be just because I am a product of the public school system and there's like certain series of shots that I remember having to get. And again, my mom just knew that, hey, in order for my child to go to school, she needed this series of shots. And so I got shot up with the Hep B series, Hep whatever. Um, were those, what, I guess, what was your response to that? Did, did your child need those shots? Has that changed? Of course, I'm 30, so I'm not sure what it's like being a mom now or if that has changed. What was that? conversation like did you do it did you not do it it's interesting i in the state of california they recently like a few years ago changed it so that it, it's mandatory to get vaccinations um you cannot previously oh. you, you were able to file religiously exempt but in um california you know you are no longer allowed to do that um luna is in school she is in public school and i um I did administer her a a type of a, a type of vaccination. Um, it's it's not a shot. It's a holistic remedy. It's like very okay. it's very small doses and like pellets. You know I, I, that is what I had to do for her to go to school. I don't. I, I, it, I it felt it set with me better that it wasn't being injected. I did it when she was like five. She wasn't like a newborn, and and that doctor that I went to is an md and also he's a holistic practitioner so he doesn't believe in the traditional shots so he was able okay. to sign off on um her immunization records gotcha. uh, the funny thing is though when i did this process i recorded it on instagram and i was like if any other moms want to hit me up about you know my process let me know and girl like two hours later the whole story was gone no warning. Wait, no, what? No why. There was no. There was no trace of the story. People had responded, so it was there, but it was not there. And it wasn't like you got flagged. It was just gone. And it made me like. And I probably had written like vaccination alternatives in the story. So I had hit up some of my other friends who are more anti-vaxxers, and they're like, "Oh, that happens all the time," because 
the internet doesn't want you to promote such things. So, so this, this episode may not last up or be up very long. <laughs> Is this something that you're teaching your daughter, like to, to think for self? And I, I just ask because, of course, I'm also someone who walks around and says, I don't believe in science. I mean, even in this show, there's people that have shared their stories and they're like, the doctors don't even know how it happened or why it happened. I mean, there's still so many things unanswered that can't be answered medically as well as to how things happen. I guess, where are you going with the conversation with your daughter and even your friends? Is it something where you're trying to lean them towards anti-vaxxing or are you just educating them on your decisions and still letting them make their own? I'm not here to save everybody. I don't need to bring anyone <laughs> to my side. However, if it's something like someone is seeking information about my opinion or a mom who's trying to figure out what works for them, absolutely. I don't mind sharing my opinion. And like, will I inevitably as a human being, my child is going to understand my beliefs and when she gets of age, why I didn't do certain things. But it's, it's for me, um, I just believe heavily in like nature. I believe in like the foods that we eat. I don't believe that God or spirit, whoever you believe in is going to deliver some type of like illness that there's also not a cure to within our natural habitat. You know, I just, I, I, I think a lot of this shit is man-made and I think that the, uh, the uh, medical industry in Western culture is for profit. It has been for many years. It's not because they're moral or they're ethical. It's clearly about money. And in that type of big pharma business, I just choose to remove myself and my child from their evil. I just, I, I don't feel like they're really here to like, the Food and Drug Administration is one administration. So yeah. it's, it's no secret in America, they're not feeding us for health. They're not feeding us, um, you know, like a lot of the foods that we are allowed to consume are cancer fucking foods, you know? Like yeah. if, you, if you look in the black neighborhoods or the urban neighborhoods, you see hella liquor stores and churches and Popeyes. Those chickens are big oh, as shit. Oh, girl. Not only that, I just left the Bronx and it's uh, I'm now in a in a different borough in in a different area of New York and that is literally I think I bring it up like once a week. My food options, I feel like I'm in a different country actually. Like my options either for even for meats like I was like, "Mom, there is lamb chops and lobster tails available at the supermarket across the street." Nowhere in the Bronx could I get lamb chops. Nowhere in the Bronx was I just getting like fresh lobster tail like that. And it's just like, yeah, like it's definitely socioeconomically driven as well as to what our options are. I guess I wanted to ask you outside of vaccines and before we get into even talking about uh, the COVID vaccine, I want to ask you, have you ever used a plan B, a monostat? birth control, like any of those things, because while they're not a vaccine, they're still essentially medicine, Western medicine. And if you've used those, how do those differ from your thoughts on vaccines? And look at you, you ain't think I was going to take it here, did you? Yes, ma'am, because this is period, sis. And we talk about, I mean, reproductive systems, safe sex, sex, our bodies. Um, and of course, there are a lot of holistic treatments for, say, yeast infections, BV, but also we know monostat is right there at our at, at our joint. We know that plan B is available to us. What are your takes on those sorts of medicines? And do you use those? And if so, why? 
Uh, I'm a human being with a vagina, so unfortunately, yes, I have. De- I mean, like, I've definitely used Plan B this month. I'm just I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I've used Plan B. I'm a fucking human being. I have a child. I'm scared. I have PTSD. Um, I I, I don't love birth control, but I definitely have taken it. I'm not on it right now. I try not to be. I don't fuck with Monistat because a lot of women don't know, but they're allergic to Monistat. You're trying to get rid of fucking yeast and you're getting, you're pushing some shit up your coochie that's going to make you allergic. A lot of women are allergic to Monistat. Um, So I don't fuck with that. But also, I'm not very yeasty, (laughs) except when I'm pregnant. (laughs) However, um, I don't, I really don't take a lot of medicine. I think ginger ale and tea. Oh, Jesus. Not the ginger ale. I'm a black person. I don't really do a lot of medicines. I do (laughs) ginger ale and tea. But, um, no, I do. I I try to avoid medicine at all costs. I really do, like, genuinely feel like the, the things that we put in our body are either fuel or medicine or not. They, um, they are, I, I, I try to avoid it by any means necessary, but I also feel very differently. I feel that like injecting something into my body and taking a plan B or birth control are not on the, on the same level. And obviously it's for a very specific reason. So yes, I have. Do I try to avoid it at any cost? Absolutely. But I'm human. So, so. I mean, you you definitely even brought up the pellets earlier. And and so could you explain to me your understanding or difference between ingesting someone, uh, ingesting something orally and being shot up essentially uh, with a needle? Like where is where is the fear or PTSD or where where is the logic between the difference between the two? My logic is just that if I take something orally, it's going to digest. My body will absorb absorb it to some extent, but then I'm going to re- put it back out via, like via urine or pooping. Okay. It's going to leave my body. My discomfort with um, vaccinations is that I'm injecting it in myself, and that's it. Okay, so right now, uh, and again, I did definitely want to talk about this because I am currently with a partner uh who is just like, oh my God, please don't get the vaccine. Of course, I'm talking about the the COVID-19 vaccine. This has been a, a very, I, I would say prominent conversation amongst my peers, um, even my family. And whew, I guess it's weird because of course, we all don't know the side effects of this. And I think one of the largest concerns that I've heard specifically from women is them not knowing how this will affect their reproductive system, how it will affect whatever newborn uh, they may have in the future, because we literally have not had someone who's had the vaccine long enough to go through an entire pregnancy as well to see the, uh, you know, kind of what can happen, the long-term effects. I guess, what are those conversations like with you right now? Because like I said, last year, I was like, oh my God, girl, I can't believe you're saying this. And now with this new vaccine being presented, you sound like everyone else that I'm in close proximity with. And, and I do, I think you and I kind of butted heads a little bit on the thought. And now I am having a different kind of view on it. Although I am also, I will say to you, I'm probably going to get the vaccine and not tell anyone at this point because everyone that I talk to as I'm making my appointment is just like, girl, you better not do that. And they scare me away from it. But I'm someone as well. Like, 
when I traveled to Nigeria uh, like five years ago, in order to get into Nigeria, you need the yellow fever vaccine. Girl, went and got it because, bitch, I wanted to travel and get into this country. And I know that we may reach a point where you can't do certain things or travel to certain places or go to certain events without this vaccine. And I'm just to the point where I'm just like, fuck it. I want to live my life. What are your thoughts now or what are you preaching? Are you also concerned about the reproductive long-term effects? What are your thoughts on this COVID vaccine? Hey, I just want to start by saying, ain't it funny how bitches have an opinion and then they get a nigga who got another opinion and then they with that nigga's opinion? Yo! <laughs> Yo, shut up. I will say my nigga also is like, listen, I know you have your own opinions and you're probably going to get the vaccine. I just want you to know I do care about you and really don't want you to get it. And I'm just like, I'm considering it. But first off, thanks for calling me out. But yes, I'm still questioning my dude as well with his thoughts. So what have your conversations been regarding this vaccine? Um, I think, first of all, I, my friends, I'm not having a lot of conversations about it because if I didn't fuck with vaccinations for my infant child, you got you have to know I'm not fucking with this one. Um. I feel like it's really interesting that people, uh, I, I'm happy that women or people in general are having these thoughts because I think a part of the issue is, and now like when we had this conversation initially on Horrible, we weren't friends. So you didn't know me. So now I could be like, what bitch? Um, <laughs> let, me, let me break some shit down for you. Um, the thing is, this is my issue with people in general, with the general public. You cannot just accept something at face value when you look at the history of the United States. The United States has not been so kind <laughs> over the years or honest or upfront. You know, there are basic things that we know to be true. Like, like I was talking about Big Pharma, about the insurance companies, about how they deny people healthcare over pre-existing bullshit. It's, there's, it's no secret that America ethically and morally doesn't give a fuck about you guys. Or me, okay? Let's be clear. In 1932, the United States Public Health Service conducted the Tuskegee study of untreated syphilis in the Negro male. Scientists from the U.S. government decided they wanted to see what happens to black men when syphilis is left untreated. This is what our government decided to focus on in 1932. Gerald, should we solve the Great Depression? We could, or hear me out, we could conduct this insane experiment. Now, what human being would just sign up to let syphilis kill them? The answer is no damn body. So they got 600 black men to participate in that study by lying to them. The men thought they were being treated, and instead the government gave them fake medicine and just let them die, which may sound unbelievable, but take a look around America today. The Tuskegee experiment remained a secret until a whistleblower leaked the information in 1972, and that's when the study was finally shut down. 1972, that is not that long ago. So when it comes to my health, I'm not going to just be like, okay, Dr. America, you said to do what? Okay. Like, that doesn't sit well with me. I just want more. I encourage more people. Like, it, you don't have to think like I think. But think for yourselves. Use the fucking logic. Um, as far as the reproduction shit goes, I'm very happy that women are having this conversation. I feel like it's only because of, like, <laughs> fucking Handmaid's Tale, though. But oh, my God. <laughs> no, which, which I'm not going to lie. That 
that show is very scary. Uh, just seeing what we've went through in the last year with the with the pandemic, and I think there was even uh the names of certain things in that show aligned with like the big pharma companies that were coming out with vaccines as well. And I can't remember the goddamn name now, but, but yeah, I, I I don't want to give all the credit to, to handmaid's tale. It takes for some shit like that for people to even think like, Oh no, like could the government do some fucked up shit? Hey, absolutely. It's not out of like, it's not out of their wheelhouse. Um, I, I feel like people just don't think people are that evil, but if you look at history and you look at some things, if you pay attention, it, they are, it's a very evil industry. Um, however, like I was, I believe heavily in like natural childbirth. And when I was pregnant, I, I, I researched a lot and there's actually a documentary that I encourage all pregnant women or women who want to have kids to watch called, um, the business of being born. It's actually produced by Ricky Lake. Um, Oh, yeah, okay. it's good. But one of the things they talk about in the, in the documentary is, um, not that long ago, like maybe 50 or 60 years ago, there was a drug that they were giving women in childbirth that they didn't, re that was supposed to aid them in the pain that generations later, like years later, like their second babies or like those babies were later coming out amputeed, like with no arms, one arm. And it took them a long time to figure out why, but it was this medicine that they were administering to the women during pregnancy and childbirth. Um, so wow. these things do exist and do happen in America. We, they're just not highly publicized. These are things that happened not that long ago. There's literally images of these children in these like special houses because even then that type of like, um, being disabled to that extent was not okay and acceptable. And they just put you in special places to stay. So wow. with that being said, I'm more than aware that long-term testing and drugs is necessary. There are long-term effects. If you're not paying like generally speaking, I want to say like they like, they, if I think by standard, you're supposed to test a drug for like 40 years or some shit. It's a long time of testing. You can't tell Process, me yeah. that the Corona they just <laughs> busted out last year that they, first of all, I've heard about 50 different things about the shit. It could travel through air. It can't blah, blah, blah. I could travel through masks. And there's so much, in, there's so much information. There's so much information that is um, just not accurate and has changed so much in this in the last year. You can't fucking convince me that this this vaccination you've mixed up this year is suddenly perfectly ready to go and has long term right. testing. You're not gonna. I'm not gonna be your guinea pig, and neither is my kid either. So I just, it just well, you know, I don't I don't want no kids. So I'm just like, it really don't matter over here to me. No, I'm just playing. I don't want to have kids, Mandy. No, I don't want children, and it's it's honestly one of those conversations that and I brought up a couple episodes even with May um having this show it it almost sucks because I I have had all of these conversations with women that have these reproductive uh issues and, and medical conditions and can't have children and here I am like I'm sure perfectly fine eggs and I don't they just better keep dropping and losing because I don't I don't really I don't think I really want kids ever honestly I feel like my businesses are my babies and I mean I'm gonna have a conversation like that in the future as well just at how many women put 
their jobs and careers before motherhood. And I feel like I'm one of those women being in a position where I think women didn't have the opportunity to be like for so long, we had, we could only be married off someone's property. And then the mother of children. I think that that was the option that women had for so long as their only option to live or they were Jezebels. And if we're going to get back to handmaid's tale, you know, and so a part of me just loves going against the grain, but I really love growing babies as far as my businesses. And that's where I find happiness. I also would love to be able to buy shoes over Pampers. I'm also very selfish in that way. So I just, and my cat is bad as fuck. So if my cat is this bad, I can only imagine what an infant child would be. And I can't take it. Like, I don't have the patience. Kids are bad as fuck and they live a long time. So, um, but I com I commend you for, you know, being vocal about that. I think a lot of women get like in their thirties or their late twenties and they feel obligated. Like it's something to do on a goddamn checklist and it's not. And like you, your existence isn't your, like as a woman, isn't the same if you don't have a baby. So if you're, no, you don't want to have a baby. Don't let nobody convince you because shit's not easy and, isn't, and it could be not that fun. So it could be fun, but it could not be. So if you're already leaning right. towards no, stand in that. And that's okay. And like, you're a woman regardless whether you have a baby or not. Motherhood is not the only goal for women. So I, I'm, I'm, I support you. <laughs> well, thank you, friend, for supporting me. I guess before we get out of here, I do like to, to lead off with our guests. Uh, leaving some bit of advice, uh, leaving some bit of uh, moral of the story. And I really love that throughout this interview, you you just kept reiterating that these were your feelings, your decisions, and you love that you have that right here in, in the U.S. But what advice would you give to someone like me, I would say, who's actually teetering between really wanting to get the vaccine because I just want to live, but also having people who are influencing you to maybe wait it out. What would be your advice to someone like myself? I mean, I totally understand you because I don't want to be stuck in fucking California because the government <laughs> is forcing me to get an immunization. I want to travel. I'm a fucking runner. I want to travel and fly and be free. Um, I'm more concerned that the government will ever have a hand in whether or not I can travel. My biggest fear is like bio warfare. I don't want to live in any government system that's going to implement what I put in my body. That is very scary to me. And everyone is like, oh, she's a conspiracy theorist. Right. There's a chip. I don't know about all that. But well, I, I just, I do feel like I should have the right over my body and my domain if I inject something in it. I don't think I should have, like that scares me. Um, I do, I just, mm -hmm. I want to leave by saying, do not be bullied. That's how I feel. I don't want to be bullied into taking or peer pressured into in, like, putting something in my body. Um, also, I know a lot of black women and women of color and people of color are listening to this. Historically, there have been things specifically to us medically experiments, you know, like that have not gone well. Like the experiment, the syphilis experiment in Tuskegee was not that long ago. And women, like things, terrible things happened to people because 
some white people were like, let's just tell them it's a vaccine and see what happens. You know, like, I don't trust these motherfuckers and you shouldn't either. And I encourage you to look at history and I encourage you to think for yourself and just think about what makes sense. Just because somebody's wearing a white lab coat and hasn't fucking MD and paid a lot of money to go to school doesn't mean they know everything. And sometimes you have right. to just listen to your body and to, to what makes sense. I don't believe God's going to put you in this scary world with this scary disease and not give you anything to fix it. And also, what the fuck are you eating, yo? Like, if you're eating a bunch of bullshit and you then you're going to run and get a fucking vaccination, I encourage you to reconsider that, too. Like, how are you living on your day-to-day -day life? Like, when corona hit, I'm sure a lot of people went into their health. They're like, their health shit and, like, taking ginger shots and turmeric and whatever your thing is at your house. But lean in on that. Like, for hundreds and thousands of years, right. niggas were being born, no vaccinations were had, and we're all still here. You know what I mean? Just like we all were born without there being gynecologists. Civilization still existed. Hello, we are here. So I just encourage everyone to think for themselves. And also, I know I'm going to get a lot of shit per the usual, but like respect everybody else's decision. And everybody like this is my body, my child's my daughter. Like I'm not she's perfectly healthy. Guess what? It's a year later. Panorama. No vaccinations. We're Gucci. Um, I just feel like don't live in fear and think for yourselves and don't let anybody because they claim to have more education than you take uh, control over what you feel is best for you and yours because sometimes that intuition is what the fuck we're supposed to go on and not just being told by somebody else. Well, you said it all. And now I don't know if I'm going to get this vaccine. No. <laughs> Um, but Jamila, thank you so very much for joining me today on Period Sis. Where can my listeners listen to you? Because you do have a weekly show as well. I do. I uh, you can find me at Good Moms Bad Choices. It's uh, at Good Moms underscore Bad Choices. We're Good Moms Bad Choices everywhere. Um, I'm not always talking about this deep ass shit. We're talking about a lot of things over there, motherhood and other, but also feel free to hit me. Cause you know what? I did get a lot of messages privately after horrible decisions, like not a whole lot, but like, you know, I did hear what you said. What did, I really appreciate you saying some things. I'm like, thank God three people care about my idea. Um, but you can also hit me personally at Mila, M-I-L-A-H underscore Mapo, M-A-P-P-O on Instagram. Um, if you have any questions or if you want to talk about, you know, a lot of things I like to talk. So thank yes, you. Yes. And guys, all of that information will be in the description of this episode. Thank you so much, Milo, for, for finally getting on here on period sis. And guys, as always stay tuned for a little bit of stats and facts after this. Bye guys. Hey guys, I really hope you enjoyed this week's guest, Mila. Please be sure that you check out her podcast, Good Moms, Bad Choices. I want to leave you guys off with a little bit of stats and facts. I do feel like it is super timely to have this conversation only because we are questioning a vaccine that is currently taking the, the, the world by storm. I don't even want to leave that to just the United States, but we are all having the conversations now, whether we're going to move forward with getting vaccinated for the COVID-19 virus. I do have a lot of friends who have already gotten their first shots, but then I also have a lot of people who are currently questioning 
whether this is something they want to do, especially because we do not know the long-term effects. I found this to be interesting, that refusing vaccines dates all the way back to the early 1800s when the smallpox vaccine started being used in large numbers. And the idea of injecting somebody with a part of a cowpox blister to protect them from smallpox faced a lot of criticism. The criticism was based solely on sanitary, religious, and political objections. Most recently in the 1970s, the DTP vaccine received a wave of opposition when it was linked to neurological disorders. Um, I found it really interesting and I am going to read the documentary. I mean, listen to the documentary that Mila suggested um, regarding, again, uh, that pill or vaccine or whatever was given to pregnant women and it showing to have those long-term effects. And, and, and I couldn't dispel or disagree with Mila in that concern to us not knowing the long-term effects. I found it also very interesting that just this week, the CDC decided to release the new standard of COVID-19 guidelines stating that you can now be three feet away instead of six. So does that mean all the stickers are about to change in the grocery store to three feet instead of six feet? I don't know. I will say this specific virus has left so many of us confused, concerned, and we honestly don't know what to believe. I do really want you guys to hop on over in our Instagram comments. Let us know your thoughts on this week's episode. Be sure to follow us. It is at official box owner on Instagram at oboxowner on Twitter. Be sure as well to follow and engage with me on all of my social platforms at Full Court Pumps. And also do not forget, our promo code is still up. We have launched our official box owner products. So be sure to use promo code launchday at checkout when you go on over to officialboxowner.com. Make sure to get your Bork Acid Suppositories and your Apple Cider Vinegar Gummies. I want to thank you guys for tuning in to yet another episode of Period Sis. And that's on period. Until next week. week, week, week.